Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and for this day that you have given us. Thank you for your word, Father. I thank you for everyone that is watching and listening, O oh Lord God. I pray that you would just minister to our lives, Father. Let it be you and not us. Father, have your way, O oh Lord God. And I thank you, and I thank you for this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And we ask all this in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Oh, praise God. Praise God. All right. My son, Jason, is going to have the word this morning. All right. Good morning. We are in First Peter, beginning with uh, chapter one and verse one. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, and sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. The genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched carefully, who prophesied of the grace that would come to you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, who was in them, was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. To them it was revealed that, not to themselves, but to us, they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things which angels desire to look into. Verse 13. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. 
he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are, are in God. 22. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently and with pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the whole, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever, because all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now, this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jason. Wow. Well, this is a, this is a, a good book. You know, it was, it was, it's pretty much, it was, it was, this book was written between 62 and 64 AD. The author of the book was Peter, you know, and, and it was written to, to strengthen the believers that were in the midst of suffering and persecution. So he was reaching out to them. It says there in first one that it says as Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the pilgrims. So he was already identified who, who he was, that he was an apostle. An apostle was one who was ordained, who was directly commissioned by the church, and he was directing it to the pilgrims. Pilgrims are, are people living in a region that is not their permanent home. They're travelers, just like we are. You know, we live here on earth, but this is truly not our home. Our home is with the Lord. Uh, it says it, in verse two, it says, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the spirit for obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. So in other words, chosen. They were elected. They were chosen just like we have been chosen. You know, and he's telling them, you know, who chose you? You know, it was through the Father. It says in Ephesians 1, 4, it says, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, that we are chosen, you know, each and every one of us, you know, the Lord has chosen, you know, and, and it, it is beautiful how the word is always reminding us, you know, who we are, telling us that we, you know, that we are chosen, that we are special people. You know, it says, uh, it goes right into verse three. It says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So he's identifying that, that, you know, that we have a hope and we have a hope in Jesus, you know, and it was through his sacrifice, through his resurrection that this became available to us. It goes right into four. It says, to an inheritance, incorruptible, undefiled, that does not fade away. And it, and it says, that it says they're also reserved in heaven for you. Just take a, a key word right there. It says in verse four, reserved in heaven for you. What a blessing that the word is telling us. He says that we have an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that awaits us. Every single one of us, we have a promise from the Lord, and it's awaiting for us. What a gift. What a gift for us in heaven. It goes right into, into five. It says, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed 
you know, who are kept by the power of God through faith. We are kept by the power of God through our faith in Jesus Christ. As we trust in him and as we seek him and as we obey him, we are being kept. And this is what Peter was, you know, I always uh, refer this to us, even though he was telling it to the church, but we are the church. And we need to be reminded who we are. We need to be reminded what was done for us, the price that was paid for every single one of us, that through Jesus Christ, you know, he made a way for us. He says in Ephesians 1, 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, who has blessed us. You know, this morning, you can go around saying that you have not been blessed. You can be going, you cannot go around today saying, oh my, oh my, oh my. No, because the word of God is telling you this morning that you are blessed, that you are blessed with every spiritual blessing. Come on now. Every spiritual blessing, you know, that is there belongs to us. And that's why it says in Ephesians 1, 3, you know, it goes right into, in John uh, 8, 3 says, Jesus answered and said to him, "More surely I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Because he's talking about the kingdom of God. And how do we get this? It's because we have to be born again. John 3, 5, it says, Jesus answers, "More surely I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So he's telling them pretty much and reminding them that they were born again through Jesus Christ. That is how we get into the kingdom of God. But he's reminding them, he's telling them, you know, that they have to maintain themselves, that they have to keep it themselves for the Lord because there was a price that was paid for them. You know, we don't, we don't get salvation free. You know, we always say, you know, at the, you get this free, you get free. No, it was a price that was paid. Jesus paid that price for you and I. And just that alone, you know, we should have gratitude and say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for our salvation. I thank you for this day that you have given us. It says in John 10, 28, it says, and I gave them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. That's another good verse right there. Because he says, he said, you know, it says, I gave them eternal life. We have eternal life through Jesus Christ, you know, that they shall never perish. Another promise of God. Come on now. Another promise of God. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. That's telling me that we are in the Lord's hand. You know, that we are constantly in his hand. And if we are in his hands, what better place can we be at? So it doesn't matter if we're going through the good times or we're going through the negative time in our lives. We're still in his hands. He's still holding you. He hasn't let you go. He hasn't let me go. And that's, and that's just enough that we can jump up and down for joy of the goodness of the Lord. And he goes right here. It goes, and now it changes a little bit. It says in verse six, it says, in this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, if need be, you have, you have been griefed by various trials. So you, we're going to go through trials. We're going to go through difficulties. And he's telling us. But it says, it says there, for a little while. Come on now. 
for a little while. It doesn't last forever. Whatever we're going through today, it doesn't last forever. The Lord is saying it in his words. It's only for a little while. As we go through this process, as we go through it, you know, he's going to help us. Because he says there at the beginning in verse 6, he says, in this you greatly rejoice. That we can have joy in the midst of the storm. That we can have joy in his presence. It goes into seven, that the genuine, generous of your faith be much more precious than gold that perishes, though it's tested by fire. You know, so we're talking about the faith. He says, our faith, our faith is more precious than gold because gold and silver, they're going to tarnish. They're going to get dirty sooner or later. But our faith remains the same. And that's why he's telling us, you know, that our faith is going to get us through, you know, but we have to trust in him. We have to believe in him and we have to move forward in him. Verse eight, it says, whom have we not seen, seeing you love through, through now you do not see him yet believing, rejoice with joy, inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your soul. So it's telling us there, you know, to with that to believe, to trust, to rejoice with joy, because we know we should be praising God. We, you know, because life and death is in the power of the tongue, my brothers and sisters. And whatever we're confessing, whatever we're saying, is either going to bring us up or it's going to bring us down. You know, it's going to lift you up or it's going to bring you down. So we, if we confess negative things, we confess at the doom all over the place. And even though things may not look good out there, you know, then, then our, our spirits are going to be down. But when we start worshiping and praising God, when we start glorifying the Lord, when we start lifting up his name in the midst of everything that we might be going to, you know, that alone lifts you up. That alone lifts your spirit. And when our spirits is lifted up, you know, we receive God's blessing and God's presence is right there. You know, so, so Peter, you know, he was encouraging, you know, the readers, you know, he was telling them, you know, to rejoice. He was telling them, you are going to be tested. You are going to suffer. But praise God, because we are in his hands. Praise the Lord that we are in his hands. He says in Matthew 5, 12, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Great is your reward in heaven. For so they prosecuted the prophets who were before you. So he's telling them, you know, we're going to go through stuff and we're going to hurt. But if you keep your focus, if you keep moving forward, if you keep praising God, you know, because I always say, the more that I praise God, the stronger that I get, the more that I worship him, the more that I lift up my hand, the more that I speak his word into my life, the more freer I get, then the more stronger I get. So I can be in the midst of the storm, but yet the storm will not consume me. Why? Because the word says that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So, you know, we have to trust in God. You know, he goes into 2 Corinthians 4, 17, he says, for our light affliction, says the light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us far more exceedingly an eternal weight of glory. 
So what we're going through is building us up. What we're going through is showing us who we are in the Lord. Without problems, without issues, we don't grow. Because in the midst of problems, that draws us to the Lord. When we go into a difficult time, what does everybody do? They turn to the Lord. Even the sinner, when they're going through their stuff and they're going through a hard time, who do they turn to? They turn to God. They, they, they seek an answer. You know, so, so we have to make sure that we maintain ourselves and focus on the Lord. In, in James 1, 2 and 3, it says, my brethren, count it. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Count it all joy, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. That this testing that we're going through is going to build us up. You know, it's going to make us stronger. It's making you stronger, even this morning. Even as you scratch your head and say, oh, man, how am I going to get out of this? What am I going to do? Is this ever going to change? We have to change what we're saying, and we have to start confessing what the Word of God says in Hebrews 11, calling those things that are not there like they're already there. Confess victory over yourself. Confess victory over your, your family. Now he goes into a couple of verses, which is 10, 11, and 12, which is talking about the, you know, the, the old prophets, you know, and, and they, they, were, they have the Word. They have the Scriptures. And their scripture was telling them about the, about the Messiah and the prophecy, you know, and about Christ, you know, and, and, and all that. And now he's reminding them, they, they went through this and they, and they read about it. He says, but today, you know, we are experiencing it. And that's what Peter was trying to say in, uh, in 2 Peter uh, 1.21, it says, for prophecy never comes by the will of men, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Because now we have the Holy Spirit. And now that we have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit lives in you. Lives in you. You have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit helps us, comforts us, directs us, builds us up. The Holy Spirit gives you words when you have no words. The Holy Spirit, because, you know, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God says that Jesus said the Holy, the Holy Spirit will lead you into all understanding. So if you lack understanding, ask the Holy Spirit. Speak to the Lord. Read the Word of God. And the Holy Spirit will help you. The Holy Spirit will take you through. The Holy Spirit will strengthen you. In Isaiah 53 says, in talk, talking about, um, he says, he is despised. Talking about Jesus. This is the price that he paid and rejected by man and men of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it was our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. This is what went on. He's talking about Isaiah. I mean, Isaiah 53 is talking about what was happening. What happened? You know, that he was despised. There was suffering. So, you know, here again. The word of God says that he went through all this. He went through all this and men turned their backs on him for what the, and for what the Lord was doing. He goes into Hebrews 11, uh, 13 and says, all these men died in faith, not having received the promise. Talking about the Old Testament. But having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. 
So they know they were strangers. They know that they were pilgrims here. They know that they don't belong here. And that's why he's trying to tell us, we don't belong here. Our home is with the Lord. Our home is with the Lord. And I always share this with my mom. She's always saying, I can't wait to be with the Lord. I can't wait to have my house in glory. You know, and yeah, that's all going to come. That's all, it's all waiting for us. But what are we doing today as we go through this earth, as we move forward? You know, it says in Acts 2, 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Again, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help you. The Holy Spirit will instruct you. The Holy Spirit will give you what to say. Many times we don't know what to say. But when you pray and you say, Lord, fill my mouth, give me the words, he will give you the words. He will minister to you and he will show you the way, you know, and, and we have the benefit that we have this Holy Spirit because in the Old Testament, they were going by the word. They were going by what they read. They were going by, but you know, by the, the history, by the prophets, you know, but we have the empowerment today that's going to help us. That's going to keep us going. It says in verse 13, it says, therefore, grid up your loins of your mind and be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is brought before you in the revelation of Jesus Christ. In other words, he's telling us to be watchful and control yourselves. Be alert. You know, we cannot be ignorant of what's going on around us, but we have to be on an alert. We have to be in control. We have to be watchful, you know, because if you're not watchful, the enemy can come in and destroy. He will send a storm. He will send something your way, you know, that is going to distract you from where you have to be. But we have to make sure that we are ready, that we are equipped. And he has equipped you. He has given you his spirit. He says in 14, he says, as obedient children, not conforming yourself to the formal lust as your ignorance. The ignorance word here is pretty much lack of knowledge of God. In other words, these were Gentiles, you know, these and, and, and before coming to Christ, they practiced pagan religions. So they have an old way of thinking. And Peter was reminding them again about that, that you are called. You were called. There was a price paid for you, you know. So, you know, he's telling them, telling them, don't go back to what you came from. Don't go back, you know, because you have been called. Because he goes right into 15, it says here, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Come on now, be holy in all your conduct. I don't know about you, but sometimes, you know, I don't feel holy. Sometimes, you know, you're going through life and you're going through difficult situations. Sometimes you may not feel it, you know, but even though we may not feel it, God is telling us, telling us here, be holy. For I am holy because, you know, he has called you, you know, so we have to be holy. It goes right into 15, 16 again. It says, because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And in Leviticus eleven forty four and 45, Leviticus 19, 2 and Leviticus 27, all say the same thing. Be holy for I am holy. You know, and sometimes we may look upon ourselves I don't know about you, but I do that sometimes. I examine myself and I say, am I being holy today? 
Am I being, like, am I doing the right thing today? You know, because of life's happening around us, we have to keep ourselves in check, you know, because the word of God says to be holy. So if he says that to be holy, that means that we couldn't be holy. We could be holy if we keep our focus, if we move forward in him and we trust him. It goes right into 17. It says, and if you call on the father who is with our partiality, judges according to each one's work, conduct yourself throughout the time of your stay here in fear. In other words, it's telling us right here, you know, that if you call upon the father, you know, he will come. He will judge. But our conduct here on earth, our conduct is what we do day to day, what we do day to day, that we need to make sure that we stay on track, that we keep our focus on him, that we watch ourselves, that we don't take this salvation that we have gotten for granted. Because I don't know about you guys, but sometimes the more sometimes you are in the Lord, sometimes you forget. You take it for granted. Because you do it every day. You do it every day. And sometimes we may miss the mark. And that's what it's telling us. It's telling us to don't forget your call. Don't forget who you are. That you have been created for greatness. You know, because it says right into 18, it says, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold. You know, so, we, you know, we were not bought by that. You know, because gold and silver, as we said earlier, it's corruptible, you know, it, 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 will, it will go bad. But it says in 19, for with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, that's the price, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. You know, the blood of Jesus makes us white as snow. The blood of Jesus covers a multitude of sin. The blood of Jesus gives us hope. The blood of Jesus watches us from all of our iniquities. The blood of Jesus that, that, that was shed over 3,000 years ago is the same blood that today washes us every day. Every, day, every time you, you know, we go before the Lord and we receive that cleansing, every time we go before the Lord, he forgives us. You know? But we have to make sure that we don't forget and we don't take it for granted. There was a price that was paid for you and I, my brothers and sisters, and we have to be grateful. We have to be grateful. Sometimes, you know, I just go around saying, look, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The very breath that I have this morning is because of you. The very breath that I have, the hands that I'm able to raise up and praise the Lord this morning. What a blessing. There are many that cannot even raise their hands up this morning. Just the fact that I can see you with my own eyes. What a blessing that I can hear. What a blessing that I can speak. What a blessing that I was able to get up this morning. What a blessing. That I was able to get in my car and drive. What a blessing that I was able to go down the staircase. What a blessing that I was able to make myself a cup of putelo this morning and drink it under my own uh, power. What a blessing. The fact that I was able to change my clothes this morning. What a blessing. Come on now. We have a lot of things to be grateful about. And we cannot, you know, become comfortable and, and, and take things for granted. We have to acknowledge what he has done for you and I. The joy that we have in the Lord. Praise God. That joy that surpasses understanding, that lifts us up. What a blessing. So you see, we have a lot of things to be grateful. Yes, it's, 
It speaks about grief. It speaks about, you know, we're going to have trials. It speaks about all that, you know. But in the midst of all that, his faithfulness is there. What did we read earlier on? That we are still in his hands. He holds us. He says, who can snatch you from me? I got you. And if the Lord has us, if the Lord has us, what better place do we want to be this morning? Monday morning, motivational Monday. Monday morning, what better place to start the week but with a word of God and a word of encouragement because our God is so good and he is so faithful and he is so wonderful to us. You know, and, and, and just trying to finish this off a little bit, you know, and it says there in verse 20, but indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world that was manifest in these last time, 21, who through him believing God, who raised him from the dead and gave him the glory, talks about the Lord Jesus Christ and what the Lord has done, reminding us again what he has done for us, that he was raised from the dead, you know, for us. And if it wasn't for that resurrection, we wouldn't be here today. But that resurrection of Jesus Christ is why we are here. It's why he has brought us out, you know. And it goes 22, since you have purified your souls in obeying. As we obey the word, as we move forward in the Lord, you know, we've been purified, you know. But it goes at the end of that, it says, but brethren love one another. You know, I read that before someplace, you know, what's the number one commandment? is to love your neighbor as yourself, is to love one another. That's what the Lord is saying. That's what the Lord is saying. In Acts 15, 6, he says, and made no distinction between us and then purifying their hearts by faith. So our hearts are being purified by faith, by our faith in Jesus Christ. As we read the word, as we grow in the Lord, we become stronger. We become stronger. First Timothy 1, 6, it says, now the purpose of the commandments is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. So that's what it's all about, that we love one another again. You know, and, and again, it's just like we do infusion, right, Doc? Every time infusion, we're just, we're just pushing forward, and we're just lifting up one another. We're just lifting up one another. And we lift up one another by what we do, by what we say. You know, Cumberland County, we're putting up the temple every single week, right, Joe? Putting up those curtains that drive you crazy, that pinches my hand. I don't know how many bruises I got in my hand, but every time you're putting them up, every time you're doing it, we do it for the kingdom. We're like, oh, this is up to you. And sometimes, you know, the body says, oh, I want to go home. I want to go to bed. But you know why we do it? We keep putting them up. We keep put week after week after week. We keep putting them up. Why? Because it's not about us. It's about his kingdom. It's about his will. And then when you see the people come in on Sunday and you greet them and you see the smiles on their faces as they come in to worship and praise the Lord, makes it all worthwhile because we do it for the kingdom of God. And then God, you know, God is pleased with what we do. You know, why? Because we are being obedient. You know, we are being obedient. We are following him. And it's not just not just putting up curtains. It's not just that. It's also everybody, the greeters, you know, and I can emphasize, you know, the coffee makers, you know, you know, you, you got Nicole there, you know, you got you, you got Doc in the front of the church, you know, dancing, you know, he, he, I don't know, dancing shoes that he must have. I got to get a pair of those that makes him move like that. 
But you know, but he's always dancing and praising the Lord. And I said to myself, you know, when I grow up, I want to be able to move like that a little bit, you know, a little bit like Doug, because, you know, he has those fancy steps out there. But, you know, when he does that, when he does that, people see that and people get inspired and people are lifted up. And sometimes when people come into the church, they come in sad. They come in sad. But what better thing with somebody greeting them like that with open arms, a fresh cup of coffee, you know what I mean? It says, hey, welcome to Fusion. You know, a little handshake, a little smile is what we do. So, again, I, I just want to take my hat out to you guys, you know, because you guys are always up there doing your thing always serving week after week, you know, and it takes all of us together for the kingdom of God. And this week, you know, in this particular chapter, it was just Peter was reminding the people, reminding the, 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 the Gentiles there that, you know, this is who you are, you know, but trust in the Lord. Yeah, you're going to go through trials, but trust in the Lord. The trials are going to be for a little while. Come on now. Don't get, don't get overwhelmed with a situation that says, oh my, how long, how long, how long? You know, if you leave it in God's hands, you turn it over to him, you're going to see how fast that will go away. You're going to see how fast he can turn that around for you. You can see, you're going to see how fast he's going to change that atmosphere in that situation when we just trust in him and leave it at his feet and say, here it is. So this morning, my brothers and sisters, let's not go weary in doing good. Let's not get tired of doing good because it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about him. It's about his kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we will be known by the fruits, by our fruits. So I just, that just came to mind. What fruits are we producing? What fruits are we putting out there? And I could see, you know, Listen, looking at all your faces out there, all the different characters and all the all you guys and all the different things that you do, you know, and I may not know you all by first name basis, but I've seen you. I know that you're working for the kingdom. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. And we're going to close with this. You know, it goes right into right, right into the, the last verse. It says, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Everything else will pass away. Everything else can pass away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. The, the word of the Lord never fades. It never tarnish. It never becomes corrupted. It is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And if the Lord said it, if the Lord said it, it's good enough for me. If the Lord says that he has me in the palm of his hand, good or bad, he has me in the palm of his head and what better place to be. So take courage in this, this morning, that you're not alone, that our father loves you and holds you. Come on and holds you. And he's not letting go. He says, who can snatch you from me? Come on now. Who can snatch us from the hands of the Lord? So we are in his hands. We're not alone. So take courage, you know, whatever it is that you want to be going through, surrender it to God. Trust in him this morning. Leave it on his feet and say, Lord, I surrender to you. You can do a better job than this that I can ever do. And watch how God can turn it around for you. Watch how God can turn the situation around for you. So again, I pray, my brothers, that you got something this morning. I pray that you heard me clearer. Because I know sometimes I come out broken, 
uh, through the speaker. And I pray that the Lord will meet you in a special place this week. Be expecting a blessing from God. Be expecting a touch from God. Be expecting a caress from the Lord. Be expecting his presence to be revealed more to you this morning, more to you this week. And I pray that you are comforted that the Lord will never leave you nor forsake you because he has you in the palm of his hands. Let us pray. Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for my brothers and I thank you for my sisters, Father. And I pray that you would just meet them where they're at. I thank you for breakthrough, Father God, in their homes, in their families, in their marriages, Father God. Bring healing and restoration, Father. I thank you, Father God, that you are the provider, Father. Your word says that we have not because we ask for not, Father God. But we're asking this morning for your blessings. We're asking this morning, Father God, that you would touch them. We're asking that you would meet them where, right where they're at. Father, if they're lacking anything, Father God, uh, employment, Father God, health, my Lord God, salvation for a loved one. Father, I pray that all that will be revealed and all that will be fulfilled, Father. And I thank you for that salvation. And I thank you for meeting that need. I thank you for healing and restoration, Father. I thank you for the testimonies that are going to come out of this, Father God. And I thank you for this week and what you're going to do in this week, and what you're going to do in our lives, Father. Bless my brothers and sisters, Father. Keep them, guide them, and protect them. For this I decree in Jesus' precious name. Amen.